Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. The uh, Pirates released a 30-man roster. And the first thing I noticed right away was Eric Gonzalez, who was the Pirates' first-round pick out of uh, New Mexico State, is on the roster. How about that? Well, that tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, I looked at the vast majority of the roster, and I felt like the two groundskeepers in the movie Major League. Well, they look at each other and go, who are these guys? (laughs) Who who are these guys? It's going to be that kind of year for the Pirates, we think. I mean, Brault's there. Okay, people would know him. Crick, Michael Feliz. Holland, Clay Holmes, Mitch Keller, Chad Cool, Musgrove, Navarakis, Rodriguez. Then after that, then you get Trevor Williams. Jacob Stallings played here in State College. Josh Bell, everybody knows, Adam Frazier. But Philip Evans? Eric Gonzalez? Jason Martin? Guillermo Heredia? Nick Turley? You also have an issue when you've got guys whose numbers are 60 or higher. Uh, <laughs> that's usually an issue. <laughs> and now, coming into pitch, number 71. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, all right, time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Speaking of Josh Bell, got it done. Every day, first baseman. Ooh, got a chance. It's carrying to right and gone. A home run for Josh Bell. That is one strong man. Joe Block with the call on the Pirates Network. And, yes, Josh Bell is one strong man. He really is. When he hits the free agent market, he's going to be worth some coin. You notice I didn't hold out hope the Pirates would re-sign him. <laughs> yes. Right, again, but again, that, that's part. You notice the Pirates do not give second contracts. Who's received a second contract in the last fifteen years? Nobody. Not even Kutch. No, he got a he got a, what I call an arbitration contract. It was a long term deal, but it, it covered his arbitration years. When I mean second contract, I'm talking about look. You can, you know, when you're into your free agent years, they give you a contract. No. Okay. Time to bring in Mike Gola Jr., the pride of Northwest Catholic High School. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate the introduction, the high school introduction. This feels like the guys on Sunday Night Football shouting out the old stomping. Yeah, yeah, I, well, I grew up in Enfield. That's why I can do it. So, but I, I was I was out of there long before you were born. So, <laughs> 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 well, first of all, I want uh, I want to start with the the opportunity 
to now take over this afternoon drive slot for you. And you've got a terrific partner to work with that really knows not just the WNBA, but also has a deep knowledge of and how to analyze the NBA. How anxious are you to get this thing started, and how excited are you by it? Uh, really excited. It, it, it's a tremendous opportunity, and, and I think one that Chanae and I have both talked a lot about together to to be two you know young voices that they're turning over the keys to to this time slot every day on here. It's a it's an honor, and it's something that we take pretty seriously. But one that we're naturally just going to have fun with. She's someone that I've been able to have a relationship with both professionally. We've done radio together in the crack of dawn before from 4 to 6 a.m. <laughs> when she was around there doing morning sports center hits and just gotten to know each other outside of this, you know, through all the different events that we're all at together. And like you said, what a gifted analyst. Like you rarely meet yeah. people that are college players of the year, number one overall draft picks, WNBA all-stars that are able to so easily relate the game to the rest of us, to people that haven't played at a high level like that. And so with that as her background, knowing that with both of our shared backgrounds as college athletes at big time schools, we're just looking forward to kind of a place where, all right, we can come and have a comfortable conversation. She's always full of fun ideas that we're going to be able to have and present in the afternoon in that time slot. But uh, we both care a lot about this. Like we've been, been at this maybe not as long, as everybody else, but sports are something that mean a lot to us, and we're excited to to give another generation a voice in that sphere. And yeah, but you won't have that Stanford Notre Dame game to argue over this year. <laughs> I know. I was going to say that's the tough one in all this. Is we we're going to have our first easy like show wager in the middle of all this. And growing up around my dad, the one thing I know is if you got a chance to wager on something, you usually do it. And if your last name's Golick, you usually find a way to lose <laughs> that wager and end up dressed up like Kim Kardashian. It's just the way the ball bounces for us, apparently. You mentioned being on the early morning hours. I mean, my brother listened to you many times driving into work in the early morning hours. It's something I've talked about in radio. In old radio, uh, you would have somebody doing the 10 to 2 shift overnight, somebody doing the 2 to 6, what we call the graveyard shift, and people would get better at that job and they would move up. How important was it for you to cut your teeth during those hours to help improve you as, as someone on the air? Oh, it's such a blessing. I mean, at that point, I was just craving being in front of a mic every day. Like you yeah. just said, you know how different it is when you get reps at something consistently. And that's like the old football trope in me being an offensive lineman. You had to do something 20,000 times before you felt comfortable doing it out on the field when it really mattered. And so I was lucky, A, to be doing it and be in front of a mic every day and also be doing it early enough to where my bosses weren't always listening because they weren't always up that early. And so I got to make mistakes through the course of that, and I got to try different things out. And just going through that and staying consistent and trying to tinker with the process, you could feel yourself get better, which is like the coolest thing ever. And everyone tells you getting into this. Reps, reps, reps. And, and it really did pay huge dividends. I am so thankful thankful for my time there first and last it was a ton of fun to do and i was fortunate to have a lot of great producers that cared just as much about it and that's a big part of it too the producer makes a tremendous difference in what you're able to do uh my broadcast partner for penn state football is jack ham and of course he played for chuck Knoll. and chuck Knoll always had a saying when somebody was getting near the end of their career he said it's time to get on with your life's work for you, uh, obviously, you you gave it a shot at everything. Uh, the NFL, yeah. Canadian, I mean, you know, arena, whatever it may be. When did you start thinking that this might be something you'd want to do? And did your father play an influence in that thought process? 
Well, he played an influence in it by, you know, being someone who I always saw a lot of myself in. I think me and my dad always, I grew up thinking, had really similar personalities. And I always wanted to be my dad. Like, that was all I really knew as a kid is whatever made him him, I wanted to do. That was play football, and that eventually became, you know, working in sports broadcasting. And so I knew when I was in high school, this is something I was interested in doing, but I wanted to play a lot of football first. I didn't get to play nearly as much as I wanted, but by the end of it, especially that last year, I was going into training camp with New Orleans Saints in 2015. I had bounced around for three years. Like you said, I had been part of a fall experimental league. I had gone up to Canada. I had been cut twice in the NFL at that point. And I said, all right, I'm going to leave it all out here, try and get the best tape I can. And if that doesn't happen, I have to find a job that wants me a little bit too because it felt like football might have been trying to send me a message there towards the end. And so after that, it was just that process of, all right, being at peace with what I put into football and the effort that I gave that shot and understanding you can only control so much because opportunity is a part of it. And I made the most of what I could. It wasn't enough. And that's something that I can live with. I can move on with now. And I've tried to put that same level of effort and intensity into this job. Uh, what's it going to be like uh, working in the afternoons and not having to drive in when uh, there's nobody out there on I-84? <laughs> Man, I tell you what, that is going to be the strangest part about all this. Is Like you said, I haven't known anything but morning wake-up since I started doing this job. That's been my routine, and I'm naturally a night owl. I love staying up and watching the late games in the NBA. I love being able to see what's going on at all hours of the night. And now I get to do that without knowing oh, well, I just trimmed another hour out of what's already a four-hour night of sleep in a lot of instances here. So it is going to be an adjustment, but one I think I'm ready for. Maybe I'll become a morning workout guy. Maybe I'll read the paper. I'm not really sure yet, but I'm looking forward to finding out. What does it take, especially for you, when you're putting together a show, and obviously uh, events dictate what's going to happen in a particular day. Something may happen in the show, and you have to now react to it. But the preparation work that you need to put in, Mike, to then put together what you know will be a successful show because, because you're set for whatever may happen. Yeah, I think it's just that you try and put together the framework as best you can. All right, what are the main things that we know are going on in all of this right now that we can try and prepare for? What are the most important things? What does our audience care the most about during this time of year? And then once you've got that, is all right, are there any guests that can help us tell that story better or can offer some unique insight in that that we can plan around? And then from there, it's always, like you said, being nimble enough and being prepared enough. That's been the one thing I've learned is you never really stop preparing. We've got a Google Doc that lives and breathes all the time for the morning show now yep. that's constantly being updated that I can go ahead, read, and get enough depth of knowledge about all these different things so that if something does break or we feel like something might be coming, you know, the Washington football team and everything that's gone on with them in the last month or so has been a good test of that is you hear rumblings and so you're a little extra prepared in that area so that when something happens suddenly, now all of a sudden I can formulate an opinion while I'm delivering this news on the fly and just kind of like what all the sports leagues are trying to do right now. You build that framework the best you can so that when something comes up, you're good at addressing the problems and finding finding solutions as you go. How much does the discipline of being a student athlete, and there has to be great discipline both, I don't care if it's a practice field, classroom, whatever it may be, how much does that discipline help in terms of how you approach this job? 
Uh, I mean, it's, it is exactly the same. And I, I joked when I first got into this, it's a bit different because the feedback's not as immediate and it's not as severe, right? If I take the wrong steps and miss a block as an offensive lineman, I am going to know it 30 seconds later because my <laughs> coach has a very loud voice and a very short temper. No one can yell at me here at work because they got an HR department for that. But that also means that you have to chase down feedback a little bit harder in all this. So you have to learn how to work hard in all of this. But once you do, like you said, it's the exact same and all of those old habits of, all right, budgeting my time the right way, making sure I, sure I still find time during the day to work out and do something physical because I've found, like my old student athlete life, when I've got a part of my day that has a physical goal, it makes me prioritize all those other parts when I'm spending time reading and watching film on certain things when it comes to football. When I'm checking out games at night, it makes you more aware of maximizing the rest of your day and all of that stuff has helped me a ton as I've tried to learn how to work hard in this. Okay, this will be one where it's this is called tee up time. When I looked up <laughs> mess in the dictionary, I saw Washington Football Club. Mike Golick Jr. says, <laughs> "Oh my God! I mean, <laughs> it is the it is the picture definition. I mean, the Washington Football Team. Now we get that announcement after the non announcement from last week that was clearly maybe trying to run a little bit of a diversion tactic on a Washington Post article that it was going to baptize your organization and its culture pretty well, even though we were told a year ago they have a pretty darn good culture, maybe not so much, and now you've got the all-too-original choice of the Washington football team as your placeholder because you couldn't come up with something else. And I get the reality that there are copyright things involved in all this. The NFL's got a limited number of names that it's gotten under that, and there are unique challenges, but, man, it just all begets the next thing in all this, and you start to get into that Jets-Nick territory where when everything you do is so consistently bad, even the jokes that have reality baked into them are still enough for the rest of us to point and laugh at. When the Seattle Kraken have a nickname and aren't playing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and a nickname and a logo that people look at, you know, you go, whatever you think about that logo, today you get the ability in Seattle to say, it could be worse. We could just be the Washington football league. Yes, exact, exactly right. Uh, you've looked at uh, what the NFL wants to do and what the Players Association has said about what is going to be an interesting preseason. Now we're going to put the former player hat on you right now because you understand this inside now in terms of protocols and locker rooms. Is the NFL on the right track with its players' association as to how to handle the preseason? Yes, I, I believe so. And the thing I was most skeptical about actually got an answer from baseball that made me feel a little bit better about this was for the sports that exist outside of a bubble, you heard the NFL say after two weeks, they're going to go to that 5% threshold, meaning as long as your team is below a 5% positivity rate in its testing, they're going to start to test every other day. And I said, well, wait a minute, the NBA is testing inside the bubble, and they're all saying this works really well because we're testing every day. Well, you've had Major League Baseball going through their training and getting ready for opening day tonight in an outdoor environment. They're going to be traveling like the NFL, and they've been doing this every other day outside of the bubble. They've been doing that testing in the same way and have seen really positive results from it. So in seeing that, I go, okay, they must have known and consulted with enough people in this to feel comfortable about that because cost is, you know, well, the owners complain about money when it comes to this and investing in your player's health and really investing in your league's future. $75 million for testing is a drop in the bucket for these guys and what they know they're going to recoup on the other end of this. So I felt a lot better about the plan that the NFL had put in place knowing it was co-signed by another league who's also battling these same problems. Baseball returns tonight. The NBA, NHL, end of next week. What does that do, in your opinion, for the psyche of the country? 
I think it's huge. I think it's a necessary relief because we've all felt bogged down at certain points in the last few months. But the other part is people let their foot off the gas pretty quickly in a lot of this over the course of the summer, and we've seen that yes. take place. And what I hope doesn't happen is an exhale. I hope it's a reminder, and this happens all the time. Think about if someone's getting ready to lose weight. I was 300 pounds, and I dropped a bunch of weight to get to where I am now. It can go one of two ways where, all right, you lose 10 pounds and you see the results and you go, all right, I need to stay on this. I see that it works and I see what it takes to get here. Or you can exhale and say, all right, I owe myself a reward. Where's that pint of ice cream? And I really hope that America as the surrounding outside of sports doesn't dip into that pint of ice cream because the athletes involved have worked very hard and been very diligent. We as a public have to keep trying to match that if we really care about sports as much as we claim. Both at Notre Dame and in the pros, I probably saw much more of your father's career than you would remember. Uh, but when it comes to his radio career, you've been right there. Uh, your father is a great tribute to what great morning radio can be on the sports side. And I know he's transitioning into, back into doing games. What did you learn from him on the radio side that you apply every single day in your radio job? There is no substitute for the consistent hard work and being yourself in that situation. When you're on radio, it's a personal medium, and you're on there for a long time. And my dad said the first thing he told me was, be yourself. He jokes, you're not smart enough to be anybody else, which is true. <laughs> but it's also this idea that people come here in a lot of instances, and whatever audio medium we're in now, podcast, wherever I listen to, I want to feel like I'm getting to know the people if I'm going to spend three hours with them, four hours with them potentially at that point. And so he always did that really well. He was going to tell stories about our family growing up. He was going to talk about my mom and the things that happened to them in the course of that. But he was also going to put in the work on the other end. He was going to make sure that, yeah, I can't, he came into this as a nine-year NFL veteran and was going to know a lot about football. But he was also going to make sure he was up to date on what he needed to know about the NBA, about Major League Baseball. And it was the way he applied themselves to those other things that I really saw and absorbed. And when it came time for me to start this, what he really emphasized to be of, all right, how you go about preparing those things. What are some of the tricks along the way of making sure you can maybe mask some of the things that you don't quite know right away. And all of those things built on just the hard work of day after day putting that in are, are, are the things that I think he would want to be remembered for because that's who he was as a player and that's who he became as a broadcaster and as a sports radio host as well. Great respect for his work, and guess what? Great respect for your work. I really like the work you do. Best of luck with this. I think you're going to be tremendous, and I think everybody's looking forward to it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Looking forward to it as well. Should be a great time. Mike Golick, Jr. All right, we will take a break. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Final half hour of the show, we'll uh, hear from Ellis Brooks, who along with Jesse Lucchetta will get a lot of reps at that inside linebacking position for Penn State. Uh, I, think, I believe Ellis' sister goes to USC, as a matter of fact. Um, but, yeah, we'll hear from Ellis Brooks in the final half hour. Juan Soto, you may have heard, tested positive uh, and will not be playing tonight. Uh, should be pointing out that Juan Soto was actually tested negative four different times. They may do, not for tonight, but they may do a retest on him tomorrow because he had four negative tests, and this is the first positive he's had. They may do a retest on him tomorrow. Uh, just so you're wondering, if they do a retest on him tomorrow and then a second one, you know, a lot like Jimmy Johnson, the uh, race car driver, Jimmy Johnson got a positive test, and he's like, what? What are you talking about? I feel fine. And he missed the race at Indianapolis. Well, it turned out that he came right back with two negatives. So he he may have had a false – he probably had a false positive. So that's uh, – I just want to pass that along to you, but he will not be playing in tonight's game. It is opening night for Major League Baseball. Today's show brought to you by, and by the way, the Phillies will start tomorrow night, and you'll hear all the Phillies action all season on Eagle 107. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ellis Brooks, next half hour on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, oh yeah, all the premier lines. And great pre-owned inventory. A sales staff that has plenty of deals. And also a service department that takes care of the life of that investment. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. By the way, Major League Baseball players did approve a plan for 16-team playoffs. Uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association have been having last-minute discussions, and the idea would be that division winners will be able to choose their opponents during a televised selection show. 
the Dodgers select the Pirates. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the 2020 regular season begins tonight. Both sides need to strike a deal before the first pitch. Now, I don't understand why they have to, uh, seriously, why they have to do a first pitch. What, if you if it's a week, now suddenly the dynamics, everybody's going to try harder? What? I mean, you can wait. It doesn't matter if it's now or whatever. Now, this will get everybody more money, but that's why they would want to do it. Okay. So there you go. All the, uh, by the way, the just so you know how thorough Major League Baseball has been. I know the Astros don't play until tomorrow night, but I guess they disinfected all the trash cans. Oh, sorry. What? And don't forget tomorrow. And don't forget at the four oh six tomorrow a very special Christmas in July because it'd be Christmas Eve in July. Call of the day at four oh six. I'd call it special, wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. I can't wait for this. Ellis Brooks, and I've said this from day one in watching him, I said there's certain guys that have that instinct, they know how to play. We said that about Brandon Smith, Winfield's own, when he played at Penn State. Brandon Smith knows how to play linebacker. Well, I've always said that about Ellis Brooks. He knows how to play. It's how you pick up an extra half step to a step along the way. Um, and he had an opportunity to talk with the media, starting with Ben Jones of StateCollege.com. Hey, Ellis, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, I was just curious, what is it like to go through these position group meetings you know, if, if you guys are still distancing from each other, my understanding is you're doing Zoom and stuff like that. What's sort of the format, and what has that been like, and how is it different than maybe what you're used to? Um, it's pretty similar to what we're going through in school right now, just a difference in between the team meeting last in night. The... It's, it's, it's been, it's definitely been different. Um, a new experience, challenge it for everybody, but I think we're getting good work done and it's been a good setup. Greg Pickle, Penn Laws. Hi, Ellis, how are you? I'm good, how you doing? I'm doing well, thanks so much. Hey, the NCAA lets you guys start walkthroughs with the coaches tomorrow. I think that's the first time we've ever seen that in college, of course, with everything going on. How excited are you for that and what will that be like? Do you have any idea yet? Man, I'm I'm super excited. This is the longest I've been without football since high school, so I know everybody is really looking forward to it. I know they're still working out the specifics and the details, everything, but I'm sure that our our athletic staff, our medical staff, they got a great plan ahead for us to go in there and get some good work in. Rich Garcella, Reading Eagle. Good morning, Alice. Thanks for your time. Yeah, of course. Um, can you describe? your anticipation for this coming season and what what would be your reaction if you couldn't play this season because of the virus um all right so that's the two part yeah first i'll answer the second part first um i know we're gonna play when we're gonna play when we're supposed to play and 
Um, I know the NCAA, the Big Ten, everybody got our best interests at heart. Um, if we don't play, I just got to keep my mindset to keep working, keep getting better, and being ready for for the time when we do play. And what was that first question again? I'm sorry. Can you describe your excitement and anticipation to play? Through the roof. Through the roof. I I was actually talking to my friends about this earlier. This is the most I think I've ever missed football in terms of how hard we've been working, the it being taken away in a blink of an eye with all this stuff going on. So it really just brought my appreciation. Not saying that it was gone from the game, but just emphasized it. And it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm hoping for the best. John Sauber, Center Daily Times. Hey, Ellis, thanks for taking the time to do this. Mm-hmm. Are, are you concerned at all now that sort of we've seen the first confirmed case within the athletic department? Are you concerned at all, you know, more for your health now that it's, you know, a bit of a shock to the system that it's actually at Penn State? Um, like I was saying earlier, I, I trust the medical staff here. I trust the coaching staff. I think that we're all doing the things that we can to help minimize exposure while wearing our mask in the workouts, mask and meetings, doing online meetings. So all I can do is really focus on myself, really, and just continue to be safe, practice social distancing whenever I'm out. Let's go to New Nubias Wilborn, and no, you're not. I don't see Nubias. Uh, let's go to Mark Brennan with Fight On State. Ellis, can you talk about the level of talent in that linebacker room? And, you know, along with that, how much competition there is for those open jobs? Um, well, obviously, everybody knows about Micah uh, going on. I think our, our room is loaded. Um, like I was saying, start off with Micah, you got somebody that's big, athletic, makes plays, uh, one of the top players in the country. Brandon, young guy coming up, five star, really coming into himself. Uh, has great range, great abilities. Jesse, obviously a great playmaker as well. Got some snaps last year. Uh, been working really hard. We're excited to see what he's going to do. Lance, Charlie, everybody is going to be. It's going to be really exciting. Obviously, um, I know what I can bring to the table, and I feel like we wanted the best, if not the best, linebacker room in the country. I feel like we've got to carry ourselves like that every single day. I feel like we've got to work like that every single day. And I feel like we have been going into that competing aspect you were bringing out. When you work together, you automatically, as an athlete, you compete, whether or not you're aware of it. So, like, say we're all running sprints. I'm going to be competing against Mike, and Mike is going to be competing against Jesse. We all going to be going against each other. And I feel like that mentality is really where it's helped bring us to this level and it's going to push us to the next one. Let's go to Chase Goodbread with NFL.com. Hey, Ellis, how you doing? I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, of course. So my question for you is more about college football players in general and not so much about yourself or your teammates. But there's a lot of chatter among NFL scouts and agents and whatnot that draft prospects may decide to go ahead and opt out this fall and just get ready for the draft, especially if there's an outbreak that cancels more games. Do you see that as a serious consideration for guys who are ready to go to the next level? Um, in my opinion, my advice would be to just do what's best for you. Um, I know every guy's situation is different. For me right now, I'm just focused on Penn State winning football games here. 
Nice. Next up is Peter Terpstra with WTAJ. Hey, uh, what kind of opportunity is this next season for you? Um, you you've made plays in the past, and do you, do you see yourself um, having a breakout year or taking that next step? Definitely. Definitely. Um, for those who got a chance to really watch me play, I feel like I was very productive when I was on the field. Um, got a chance to really show out there, do what I can do. This year is going to be my first chance to really go out there, get my feet solidified in the defense, go out there, run it. And it's going to be cool. Like, I, I feel like for a long time, like, it's been working. And I just can't wait to really just show everybody what I can do. with It's going to be exciting. I just, yeah, I can't wait. Let's go to Mark Wogerich with SI.com. Hey, Ellis, thanks again. And I like the setup you got going there. It looks good. You're <laughs> set up. You're pretty much set up inside, right? Is it going to be a competition between you and Jesse? And what's it like to compete virtually with somebody for a starting job? Um, there's always competition. Um, I feel like every single spot, every single position. But, yeah, Jesse, he's going to be Mike, Will. Uh, everybody's going to be competing. It's been different. We haven't really had a chance to really get out there on the field, but um, competing with our note-taking, competing with our film study, just in everything, like I was saying earlier, just gets you better. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Hey, Ellis. Um, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned about how linebackers are the best, maybe you have the best room in the country, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So we all know about Micah, like you said. What is it about the rest of the room, particularly, that makes you, you say that? Things maybe we haven't seen on the field, right? Yes. You yeah. might know a little me, more about. For me personally, I'm going to let my play talk. Um, <laughs> but Brandon, five-star recruit, um, 240, can run really fast, physical player. Y'all going to see what he can do, too. I mean, ooh. Y'all going to see what you can do, too. I mean, I just know off of how we work, what I see day to day, what we can do, what we bring to the table. And it's not really much talking now at this point. Um, I'm really hoping for the season, hoping for the best, praying for the best. And when the time comes, it's going to showcase. Tyler Donahue, Lions 247. Hi, Ellis. Great to hear from you. Thanks again for the time. Um, when we when you look at Jesse Lucetta, um, what wh what's the scouting report on him? Uh, wh wh why does he challenge you? Why is he going to be a guy who you know tries to get that number one job at middle linebacker? What do you like about him? Uh, Jesse, well, for starters, he's a great dude. Great dude. Me and Jesse are great friends. We live together. We're roommates. Me, him, Micah, we all live together. So, um, Jesse, big physical player. Good instincts, great pass rusher. I mean, he's he came down from Sam. Great understanding of the game, student in the game. I can keep going on about Jesse. I mean, they all push me in every single aspect. But definitely, like you saying, especially Jesse, because we're at the same position now. It's just, I would say, mostly the mental aspect of the game because we're both students. So we kind of just throw different things off each other, come to each other for different things, or wondering about different formation situations and yeah. 
Let's go to Mike Gross with Lancaster Newspapers. Go ahead, Mike. Well, okay. There you go. All right, there we go. All right, Alice. Uh, thanks for doing this today. Um, last year, there, there was a point where, at least to my eye, where you really started to figure it out, and we're starting to make plays and, and, and starting to really be, you know, noticed out there. Do you, do you feel the same way? Was there a moment when uh, this started to click and, hey, I can really play at this level? I would say, um, man, which game was that? For me? I would say my redshirt freshman year, the, the bowl game, the Citrus Bowl, is when I was like, yeah, I can do this. And then I came out last year, um, caught my groove around the Maryland game, try to keep it from there and, and yeah I mean football is football um, if you prepare right and do everything you're supposed to do off the field I feel like on the field it usually takes care of itself um, I believe Audrey Snyder is calling in from her phone is that you Audrey did I just unmute it yep that's me you got me Greg <clears throat> yep go ahead awesome thanks for your time Alice uh, yeah, let's course. go back to what you said about rooming with Jesse and Micah. Uh, what is that dynamic like living with those guys, especially with a guy you're competing for a position with? Um, how has that been going? And is Jesse and Micah yet settled the long-disputed thermostat debate that they had? I, I couldn't catch the second half when you were talking about a debate. What were you saying? Yeah, have Micah and Jesse settled on uh, what degree to keep the apartment at, what temperature yet? That was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's that's still back and forth, but it's been a it's been a blast living with these guys. I mean, the ability to just walk right down the steps and show somebody some some film and be like, hey, what you think about this? Or be like, hey, you want to go get some work in, run some hills, whatever. It's been it's been a blessing. And plus, like we're we're more than football players, so these guys are my friends and my brothers and. Yeah, we we be on the game, just doing whatever, just hanging out. Ice Wilborn, Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Um, I since I've got to the beat, I've heard a lot. By the way, what's up, Ellis man? Thank you for doing this. What's up? I've got on the beat. I've heard a lot about these hills you guys do, man. Can you mm. describe what one of those workouts is like? Like the degree of it? Like how does that whole thing play out there? Uh, I was a hill workout. Um, I couldn't maybe like forty five degrees up. But it's really just to emphasize stride length, uh, leg power. It's a great workout. You know, all the greats have done it. Um, throughout football history, all the greats have done it. So her workouts have been a big part of just at least my offseason personally as a part of getting faster, getting more explosive. And, yeah, you put some cones out there, hop over some cones, but mainly spent work, mainly working on your explosion. Yeah, Suit does uh, hill workouts all the time. It's uh, called the front stairs. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's Ellis Wood. I try to praise the guy's workout regimen. You think it's funny. I, I don't, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, that's Ellis Brooks. Another guy you get to know a little bit, and you really just like him. Great head and his shoulders and. Good football player. Good football player. 
All right, we'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, it's been an active show. Ellis Brooks, Penn State inside linebacker. Mike Golick, Jr. Chris Mack from Pittsburgh. Uh, we've got Senator Pat Toomey on tomorrow's show. Uh, looking forward to that. King's on tomorrow. I just, I'd like to mention that because I, I feel like I need to remind Matt. Thank you. About the, uh, <laughs> in all fairness, Matt asked during the commercial break, he says, uh, right now, uh, Senator Toomey and the King tomorrow, right? I said, yeah. But yeah, he's on top of it. And we may have an additional guest tomorrow as well. So tomorrow is the day they make the transition here to the two week mini camp. And I think it, let's see, it's eight hours of strength and conditioning, six hours of meeting time, six hours of on the field time. On the field, no helmets, no pads. They can use a ball. They're walkthroughs. You must have one day off each week for the two weeks. All right? So there you are. Uh, we told you earlier, Indiana is uh, still on pause, but they may get out of it tomorrow. We'll see. Maryland got out of it today. They're back working as well. But Michigan State did have to uh, put on a pause. The reason Michigan State had to was a staff member tested positive. They wanted to do contact tracing just to make sure before they continued their workouts. Okay, But it was a positive test, a single one. And the other part, too, was I think they want to also retest this person to see if they come up with a second positive. So that's what, but it was a staffer, a staff member is the one that tested positive at Michigan State. Right. Other than that, everybody's working. Uh, whether it leads to a season, we'll see. Uh, but you have to keep preparing as if you're going to have one. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great product lines. Also at Sunbury Motors, great pre-owned inventory. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com.